Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, baseball fans. The game is over. Welcome to the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. After the last pitch, you've made the switch for 17 years. It's time to talk about the game and the team with Tim Allen. Tim Allen's here. What do you got, Tim? We'll hear the highlights. And that one's hit high and deep to right. Suzuki back. Grown man home run by Rowdy Telez. And the Brewers have the lead. We'll hear from the manager and the players. We'll discuss the topics from the fans to the front office. I like Tim's perspective. History is made each and every year. And we're talking about it. 17 years of coverage after each game. Here's your host, Tim Allen. Adamas grab ball, left field. They're going to send Taylor. Here comes Quinn to the plate. Taylor is safe. Willie Adamas walks it off against the Rays. It took all of two pitches for Willie Adamas to get it done against his former club. Yeah, there it was on Bally Sports Wisconsin. It is a final, and the results are good. The final of the game, the series, and the uh, homestand, and the Brewers uh, walk off the Tampa Rays and sweep this uh, mini two-game set and get back on track here. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Tim Allen, Sam Schmitz here in the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu, 4-3 in 10. This is a little more like it. Last night's game and today's game. What did we talk about last night? Team is fully capable of playing good, clean, crisp baseball. And that's what they did last night, and that's what they did today. And you see the results of this. This is why we, we, we have conversations about hope with this team. They're a team that's 10 games over 500, guys. And to, to dash all hopes like the season is a nightmare, I, I, I just I don't agree with that. And with 52 games now remaining here in the 2022 championship season, you play baseball like this. And again, you're not going to win every single game that you play a good, clean, crisp form of baseball. But more times than not, you are. You had timely hitting here in today's ball game, just like yesterday. You had good pitching in today's game, just like you did yesterday. You had some exceptional defense, and and I, where this came from is a nice little surprise for all of us, as uh, the Brewers just outstanding defensively in the last couple of games too. Mind you, it's two games. I understand that, but this is sort of council time here. This is uh, mid-August. And this is where council tends to shine. This is where council-led teams tend to shine here. And you see some excitement factor. And the Brewers get it done to go to 10 games over 500, half game out of first place as we speak right now with the Cardinal game pending today uh, as the Brewers have a chance to be back into first place by the time you, your head hits the pillow tonight. And then a, a, a tough seven-game stretch. And, and admittedly, it is a tough seven-game stretch, three against St. Louis and four against the L.A. Dodgers. But, hey, you pl- again, you play good baseball, and these types of things uh, are, are going to happen. As, as you, know, you know, you look at a, a series like this, this is how you right the ship. This is how you get back on track. 
This is how you normalize things a little bit to getting back to where you are understood to be a good baseball team. And they are a good baseball team. Guys, let's face it, they are. I want to get your reaction here on today's ballgame, uh, 30,644 uh, at American Family Field to witness this one, a walk-off by Willie Adamas, bottom of the 10th inning. And that, uh, that whole 10th inning, I mean, when you think about it, um, the top half, automatic runner at second base, Devin Williams gets a ground ball to Telez, and, and he hoses the runner at third. That's huge. I, I'm surprised more... Uh, major league teams don't play it that way where it is that runner. That's that's the one you pinch, and he did just that. So they 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 gun him down at third base. Then a steal attempt, Victor Caratini comes up and throws the runner out at second base, and Devin Williams does his job and strikes out the man to end the inning in the top half. Then automatic runner Tyrone Taylor at second base. Christian Yelich at the plate, and just for a second there, I was wondering... Does Christian Yelich come up with a clutch walk-off hit? Whether it's a base hit or a home run, I, I we really didn't care at this point. But they walk him. And again, he's involved in all of this, a big part of this, as uh, then Willie Adamas comes up with the game winner. They get the victory. They sweep the two-game set, and they end up uh, with a 10-game over mark heading into another off day. Now, there, there's not going to be another off day for a while after tomorrow. So we're going to see... You know, really, the the grind or the dog days come into play here starting on Friday. But like I said, it's a three-game set in St. Louis, back home then for four against the L.A. Dodgers. Want to get your reaction? 414-677-1250, and we'll crack one open with beer count Kenny. Uh, Kenny, uh, this is a good form of baseball here yesterday and today. Ah, Timmy, this is a great form of baseball. What you're starting to see now since the trade where guys have kind of settled down here a little bit, yeah, they struggled against two of the bad teams when that trade happened, okay? But now you come in, you know, they had a little time. The the clubhouse got to reconcile, so to speak. And then they got to see what hasn't been happening after the Josh Hader statement when he said, San Diego – is playing to win a World Series, and the Brewers are just playing to get in the playoffs. Well, sometimes those statements come back to bite you in the backside because right now they're sucking hind end. So this Brewer team, who could very well be tied for first going to uh, uh, St. Louis uh, for the weekend, it's going to be a great deal coming up here. So the Brewers look like they're starting to level off. The guys that are here, yeah, they didn't go get a bat, but here's the thing. They also had a lot of injured guys that hadn't been playing together all season long, and now they're doing that in the dog days of summer as we come down the stretch with the final 52, and we'll see where they're going to end up. But in my opinion, I've always been high on them. Yes, it's easy to get down on them when things happen, but the reality is is that the Brewers did what they thought they needed, pitching. How about the kid last night, Bush? Right, He comes in, he's dropping that big bender, gets him the save, here through there today, the team comes up. They get big hits late in the game. Pitching comes up huge when they've been struggling. So this is what we're looking to see. Now we're going to see how far they're going to take it. Two tough series coming up. This will be the mark of a good team and a potential playoff team, which I've said they'd be all year long. Yep. All right, Kenny, th- thanks for the call. and Enjoy the cold one on a beautiful day like today. It, it, it does beg the question that, uh, you know, I, I, I understand – uh, that you've been uh, down around the team a little bit as as a chunk of Brewer fans have just thrown in the towel and done club and things like that. And I, you know, I get it. You can, you can you can do what you want and uh, you know cheer the way you want and follow your team the way you want. But has there been too much damage done for those uh, for these guys to reconcile? You as a fan, they didn't do too much damage to me. I, I can tell you that right now. They're a good baseball team with or without Josh Hader. We forget this. It's not all about the one dude. They're a good baseball team when you add Freddie Peralta back into the mix. They're going to be an even better baseball team when Omar Narvaez comes back into the mix. They're going to be an even better baseball team when Adrian Hauser comes back into the mix. Am I saying that they're, they're the front runners to win the World Series? No. 
but they're nowhere near a bad baseball team. So that being said, that's me, though. And if you guys have been a little bit down, okay, I get it. But has there been too much damage done to, to, you know, to, to, to reserve, like we talked about last night, a little bit more hope? Subsequent to the trade, the Brewers were going to play better baseball. And the, the best thing, maybe more so than just the victory in the win column last night and tonight, it's the way they did it. It's the way they played. It seemed just a good, true form of baseball. It was kind of cool to see. It was. A lot of us like to see three-run shots and Bernie sliding down the slide all day long. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's all cool, but I do like this form of baseball too. These two teams play very similar styles of baseball. They do. Brewers obviously have a little more power on their side, but... They're very similar. Tight ball games, again, all year long. Bring the, in my estimation, guys, bring the playoffs on. This is, this is a playoff game today. That's what this, this was. This was exactly what it's going to be like in the postseason. And we've seen it in the postseason the last four years. You guys know that. Tight ball games. Uh, a couple of benchmarks, uh, I think, a little bit in this one. Boxberger pulled. You're seeing Craig Council manage just a little bit different because it is council time. Hobie Milner steps up. I mean, game on the line. Down one, bases loaded with just one out. Game is literally one swing from being a Brewers loss. A couple of strikeouts to end that eighth inning. That was, that was huge. Trevor Gott now start get, starting to get things a little bit uh, back to normal for Trevor Gott. And then Devin Williams, and then the defense. So want to get your reaction here. There's been a lot of damage done to your psyche, if you, if you will, uh, with regards to Brewers baseball. And, uh, it was a little bruise for me, for sure. But that didn't discount that they're a good baseball team. And I'll, I'll, just, I'll just hang my hat on that. Uh, let's go to uh, Alex at 414-677-1250. Hey, Alex. Hello, Mr. Allen. Uh Love your show. You're you're definitely the uh, host of the town for uh, post game analysis and other stuff around Milwaukee. I've uh, called before. It's been a couple of years. You usually cover everything, but I uh, I wanted to see how your emotions were going to be after this, and they're exactly <laughs> like mine. Uh, I felt like this was a galvanizing moment. Now uh, I don't really watch the TV games. I'm old school. I love Euchre, the radio stuff. When Euchre called that home run, it was, I, I could feel shocks in my body. And then when, you know, it finished up with uh, Adams, I'm like, this, this, like you, I'm an eternal optimist. This 20, uh, 2022 Brewers championship season I think may have just found a galvanizing moment. And uh, I'd also like to uh, tip my cap to uh, Kenny. He, he ought to start his own podcast or something. He's great. Who, I'm sorry, who's that? Uh, your first caller, I believe, Kenny. Oh, Beer Count Kenny, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that might be X-rated, though. Yeah. I don't know, man. Very uh, optimistic, but I'm, I'm just, you know, let, let's come to. Let's join in on this galvanizing moment. You know, this this season's not over by a long shot. We've got the pitching. We just need the key hitting. We're going to be in this thing. So get get your playoff uh, plans and tickets ready, folks. Love you, hey, Tim. All right. Thank, thank you, Alex. I appreciate that. Tune <laughs> in to check my emotional state. Is that, is that, is Sam, is that what people do? I guess so. I mean, you kind of are the barometer of, you know, Brewers oh, fans boy. out there. By the way, Alex. Uh, I love you, too. Tim does, too. <laughs> That's right. He did say he loved me. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, eternal optimist, yeah, yes. I, I would agree with that. But I do hopefully provide a sense of reality as well. It's not some pipe dream, I guess. Sometimes I guess it is. But most times, you know. It's it's not just 
just the cheerleader. It's pointing out the good form of baseball that they played for 18 innings. Well, 19. And that truly is the story here. That's, I, and, and I'd be surprised if in the next few days you didn't hear that from Craig Council. That you play good baseball like this, this is going to be more times than not the result. Can't be throwing the ball around the diamond. Now, this team, this, this team Alex, I, I think you touched on it a little bit. A, a galvanizing moment. I, you know, we'll see if that pans out. But this team does tend to run emotionally. That being said, when something super positive happens, and as, as I said, that maybe the way they break out of this thing is, is something, you know, exciting happens. Walk off, uh, two triple plays in, in one game, or you know, a no-hitter, or whatever it might be. Just something, something out of the ordinary tends to help this team a little bit more. However, the other side of that, when you're an emotional team and run on this, uh, this team chemistry and, and you know, all, all of that, it, it, you, it can hurt you on the other side when there's a devastating loss. I think we saw that with the trade, honestly. But that can happen within, within the span of games, too. 414-677-1250. Mike in West Dallas, you're next on The Fan. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how's it going, Tim? Good. Good, good. Yeah, what a what a nice win today. And I was at the game yesterday. Really well played games uh, defensively, both games. So I, I think it's a huge difference having Peralta back in the rotation. You can just feel that sense of calm having that third guy that you can really count on uh, to give you a quality start. And Keston Hira, man, back to back home runs, back to back days today. First inning, another clutch mm-hmm. RBI base hit. Um, so he's done a great job since coming back from the. Uh, you know, from AAA. Uh, and then, you know, I wanted to make another point, too. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to see self Freelich before the season's over. He's hitting three seventy-five in AAA so far uh, in 28 at-bats. And people have to remember that Ryan Braun and J.J. Hardy, I checked the stats, those guys went to the big leagues after only 100 at-bats in the minor leagues or in the AAA, and they never looked back. So I don't, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility he gets to the big leagues this season. What do you think? Uh, no, I'm with you there. Th- thanks, Mike. I'm, I'm with you there, and I don't see why not. I, I don't see why not. Why, why wouldn't you, if you're not going to play Jonathan Davis but a couple of ABs a week, if even that? I mean, it, it, it's, it's almost like you forget he's even on the team. You might as well have someone cutting teeth in the big leagues. And, again, if you're running on emotions a little bit, maybe the kid comes in as a good luck charm. Maybe the kid comes in and in an extra inning affair – happens to be forced into play or a pinch runner and stays in the game. And, and, and you never know. You, could, you I mean, again, I, I don't know the script that's going to be written for something like that. But I, what's the alternative then? The alternative is staying with Jonathan, Jonathan Davis? I don't know. I, worth a shot to me. I'm with you, Mike. It's worth a shot. I, it, it's not going to surprise a lot of us. If if one of these uh, one of these rookies end up on this roster really soon, and again you got to cover yourself on uh, on injuries as well. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. You mentioned Keston Hira as well, and reverse splits come back to hurt Keston Hira because he's actually hitting better against right-handers. So so what happens? They go they go to Rowdy Telez uh, to pinch hit, uh, and uh, you know. I, I, you try and figure out the splits and the, the uh, analytical machinations that are Craig Council because he's, he's got an algorithm that I don't know who wrote that program, but it's there somewhere, and it's just churning out numbers, and, and he goes with it. Uh, Rowdy Telez, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam, he tied the game in the uh, ninth inning yep. against a left-hander. Poche, I believe, is on the mound for the Rays in the ninth inning. Poche is a left-hander, yeah. Hmm. Hmm, 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 Just saying, you're in a tight ball game like this. And I appreciate Mike Brasso. I do. Works a sequence, works, works an at-bat pretty well. Has been outstanding off the bench. But your cleanup hitter, really? It's almost I ended like up with 
base hit, <laughs> RBI yeah. base hit in the first. So it's almost shut like my mouth. Uh, it's almost like Rowdy Tellez should be an everyday player, Tim. Yeah, that's sort of, then sort of. Yeah, uh, Brian, four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. What's going on, Brian? You know, Tim. Uh, <laughs> all all season, I've been harping on the defense, and I'll tell you something. You know, it just goes to show when you play a good, solid defensive game, and you 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 just play a clean game and a smart game. You know, and last two days. They've been playing. They played exceptionally well, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why this team is so has been so hard to play because played two, so good in two games, and now we go to St. Louis, and we just got to keep playing these these types of games, and we will be fine. We will be fine, but the problem is we don't generally do that, and that and that's and that's that's why I just hope to go in the week to the weekend against St. Louis and be able to play. That type of ball. It's tough to put your finger on it, Brian. You saw it in the first two games in Boston. I mean, Mm -hmm. just for whatever reason, um, the the intensity level or the degree of focus or just it it seems to be ratcheted up based on the opponent a little bit more this year than in normal years. It it just seems that way to me. So look for, uh, you know, more of this intensity level type focus uh, at 7.15, first pitch on Friday in St. Louis. You know, and one more thing, Tim, I wanted to tell you today tonight is I don't know if you had a chance to listen this morning to Bart's show with Adam McKelvey. What I did not. Awesome. No, 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 not yet. You need to listen to that because Bart had Adam McKelvey on to this morning. He talked a little bit about the – and I know we want to get past this whole hater trade, right? Nobody really wants to talk about it anymore, but – you need to listen to that clip because what an awesome clip that Bart had on this morning. And I hope maybe if people would have had a chance to listen to that and listen to Adam talk a little bit about what was going on, maybe they would change their tune a little bit about, you know, what's what's happened in the last week, 10 days. Okay, well, and, give, us, uh, give us a little tease for the Odyssey app. You can find that there. Well, you know, he just, well, he just talked a little bit about the fact, you know, you know, making a tree, you have to, you have to trust, you have to trust the fact that what what Stearns and and, and, the, and their upper management is trying to do here, and and they they've seen something in Hater, they've seen something in Hater, and 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 last night I got home from the game and I watched Hater pitch that ninth inning in San Diego, and I'll tell you something, Tim, it was ugly. Yeah, we was, I mean we had we've had that conversation on the air here on this show, and it was one of the angles to at least consider, Brian. You remember me talking about this and 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 mm-hmm. with you guys uh, as callers. You have to consider they may have found out that Josh Hader was at the end of his line. I personally don't think so, but they may have. And we I, I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying that they may believe that that is more of the case. And, and one more thing, you know, and I'll just give a little bit of the tip that, but he, t- he went on to speak a little bit about about uh, going all in and how people want to go all in and, and, and trade prospects and do all that. I mean, again, I don't want to I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but, you, but if anybody has a chance to, to listen to that clip this morning from McAlvey, I I came away from that with a smile on my face, thinking, you know. You know we're okay. This 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 we're we're okay. And I I just I just hope people would just take a deep breath. I think there's been a lot of emotion over the last ten days and a lot of angst in the air and for right for a number of reasons. You know, and I think if 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 just these if these two games are an indicate an indicator, we have a we have a pretty hefty September coming. You know, and, and there's a lot of ball to be made played. Yep, yep. And and I think we just need to just keep on plugging along and see where it takes us and, yeah. and I'm not saying we're gonna win the division. I'm not saying we're gonna make the playoffs, but it's gonna it could be a fun September and and nobody nobody says you're gonna win a World Series if you go all in. Just there's there's my last my last comment. So Yeah, no, you're you're right. You're right. And we've heard that before and that is the case with a lot of situations. I mean look at San Diego. They went all in by clear definition to everybody, that's all in, right? We can all agree on that. They're not playing good baseball right now. They're just not. Will they write the ship and get things together? I don't know, but there's not. There's no guarantees. I I agree, Brian. Thank thanks for the call. There has been a lot of angst. There has been a lot of, you know, um, done club applicants. Where I'm done with this team, or I'm done. The Brewers are done with the season, or I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to listen. 
fair or unfair, there has been. But part of that is part of a season. Part of that is what we do. Part of, part of that is, you know, it's just it, it happens every year. And I personally believe, and I will never back down on this stance, even though it's difficult, it's extremely difficult to compartmentalize sometimes negativity. Sometimes you can't pack it away in the back, put a little lock on the door. A therapist would tell me, don't lock it back in there, let it out. Uh, but I personally believe it, it's, this is all part of the fun when you do have these roller coaster rides. It makes us all think, it makes me think for sure. It, it gives me uh, different perspectives. And, well, did I overrate this team? Are the, pitch, are the pitchers a little bit worse than I thought? Is the offense really capable? Is the bullpen really that good? It makes you think about all these things, if nothing else. It really, it really does. Uh, let's go to a Nate. Nate, you're next. 414-677-1250. Uh, how you doing, Tim? Well, um, uh, it's more important how you are, but, uh, yeah, okay today. Yeah, I'm doing good. Um, I just, I think Tessa here needs more playing time. I'm going to come on here and say it every time I come on here. Um, because, I mean, this guy has figured something out, at least for right now, to where he 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 does something every game where you're like, okay, Kester, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I understand that he, you can't really find a place for him defensively because he's pretty bad defensively. But this is what the DH was created for, and if and if anybody deserves to right now to be stuck in one spot and and is custom because he's 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 being productive every time um he comes to the plate. Um Rowdy has continued to show people um and show uh counsel and and those guys that he needs to be playing every day. Um and that you don't need to be taking him out. But I think you're going to see that Nate. I, I do. I'll let you finish here, but I, I think you're going to see that in in a weird way in a in a in a manner of speaking, you're seeing, or you're going to see, if you're if you're not seeing it uh, right now, you're going to see almost a platoon situation <clears throat> between uh, Tyrone Taylor and Keston Hira, and and people are right now falling off their chairs saying, "What are you talking about?" Down the stretch, it's going to be McCutcheon in center field, so that will give you that round robin of if Taylor's in center, then McCutcheon's your DH. If McCutcheon's in center, then Keston's your DH. So you see how you flip-flop offensively between Taylor and Keston Hira. That discounts <clears throat> some additional playing time that you could sub in Keston Hira at second base. You can sub in Keston Hira like today at first base, and he did make a nice play today as well at first base. Let's not, let's not forget that. But you're seeing Keston Hira, Nate, if nothing else, and I know you and I both would like to see him uh, get some steady ABs. But if nothing else, dare I say it, Keston Hira is almost being like a super sub on this team. Yeah, no, he's definitely he's de and he's definitely fitting into the role very well. Um, uh, and then, but like I was saying, Roddy Tellez, uh, he's definitely showing people that you need to leave him in the game. I don't I don't care if it's I don't care if it's the most powerful left hander coming out of the bullpen. Um, the, with with Rowdy, the way he the way he's been playing all year, he deserves to be in there. When um, <laughs> Rowdy Telez, when he shows up for work and he, he goes immediately, uh, goes over and takes a look at the lineup card when he gets into the clubhouse each day, and if he's not on it, he should take his phone, waltz into Craig Council's office, and just show the video of today's at bat. Exactly, <laughs> and say, and say hey, hey, Counts, boss, this was the ninth inning to save our ass here against a lefty. Can you give me a couple more ABs against guys like this? I can come through. Yeah, most definitely. And then um, one thing, one thing, I'm still waiting on that bullpen to get figured out. Um, I'm still waiting. They had a good, they had a good day today. Um, um, but I'm still, I, mm -hmm. I, I want, I want more consistency out of them. Like we had it before. I, 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 I want, I want guys to have specific roles. Um, I don't think you're going to get it, Nate. I don't, and I'll leave you. I'll leave you on that, dude. Uh, we'll we'll talk again Friday night. But 
I, I don't think – I think Craig Council is still figuring things out out there without, without Josh. I don't think it's going to be as cookie-cutter as get through six innings and as Box Williams hater, out the door, Brewers win. I, don't, I just don't think it's that easy right now. And you saw a little bit of it today. Box into trouble. If this game were back in May, I believe he would have let him work right himself right in uh, or out of into more trouble or uh, out of the trouble that he was in. But you, now you're seeing things ratchet up a little bit. What a brilliant, brilliant move by Craig Council. Genius move. Putting Hobie Milner in there. Bases juice, one out, absolute game on the line situation in the eighth inning. And he gets a couple of big punch outs, huge punch outs. That you have to credit Craig Council as much as we say, well, why didn't you take Box out of there? When he blew up a couple of times earlier this year, well, now in, in turn, we have to give him some credit. When things do work out, that was an absolute brilliant move. And another brilliant move, Trevor got in the ninth inning. Brewers were down one, only one. In fact, I got to say, I probably would have went with Williams right there. Just hold it. Give me a chance in that ninth. I'll deal with the 10th when we get there. Again, it's a little different form, a little different animal in the bullpen for the Brewers right now. They got different pieces to work with. And once Taylor Rogers gets back, I mean, that's an an additional piece there that I don't know how he's going to manage this. I'm figuring this out too. Uh, Mark, uh, listening on the Odyssey app, and uh, dialed in 414-677-1250. Mark, the bass player in Denver. What's going on, Mark? Yeah, hi, Tim. How you doing, buddy? The more important how you are. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm an entertainment guy, and uh, the Brewers are very entertaining. But uh, my question is, uh, what's the strong points of the Cardinals, and what do we got to do? Well, you, well, first of all, you start with playing good baseball, just clean, crisp well, baseball. Sure. This this whole, you know, st- you know, sound the circus music or the Benny Hill theme, um, yeah. th- that that we can't have because you're you're going to lose that. You're going to lose that. The, the other thing is, they're they're pr- uh, pretty proficient in uh, two strike battles. So you got to you got to put away Cardinal hitters once you get them two strikes. They will rise. They will raise your pitch count. And they will come up with big two strike two out hits. You got to put the hammer down when you got them two strikes. Okay. So, what do you think? Are we gonna Are we gonna beat them? I, you know, it's gonna be fun. I, I hope so. Yeah. It's I, always I, I fun. I do. I do hope so. Hey, hey, go, it's go, go, Tim. Yep. Go, go, grab that bass guitar and and try and figure yeah. out. I was doing this earlier today. Try to yeah. figure out the base the base lead into one of these nights by the Eagles. Oh listen, boy. listen to that song. Listen at the beginning of that song. You cho- you tell me how to play that part. Okay? Which keyboard? What song is it? It's one of these nights by the Eagles. Okay. All right. So go. Yeah, okay. and check back with me. All right. Man, thanks, Tim, and thanks right. for the entertainment yep. that you provide. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You get. You got it. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty. Uh, let's, uh, let's see. Brian or Ryan? Ryan in Milwaukee. Brian. What do you say, Brian? You're on the fan. Ryan with an R. Oh, Ryan. Yes. Go ahead, Ryan. Hey guys. Um, I'm actually starting to be intrigued by this Stearns move and it's starting to look like a sleeper move to me that he's now showing more faith in the other bullpen arms. And I think they're deeper than they were when they dealt hater. Um, if you get, if you get, uh, Taylor back, Rogers is throwing, you got Bush, Milner, Aspie's going to be a playoff bullpen arm. Got. Uh, Williams, this is a better bullpen without Josh Hader. It's that simple. I, I, Ryan, I don't think you're that yeah. out of line. Now, when I said it, I, I did a, uh, a TV show with, with Krause last week, just after the trade. And I brought that up, okay. and boy, I was, I was hearing it. I'm telling you, I was hearing it. I said this bullpen has the potential and you could make the argument that they are collectively better after the trade yeah and that also improves the confidence of the team and you start believing in hey the guy that's prone to giving up home runs in big spots because that's what josh Hader was towards the end you saw what happened last night to him 
You get a little oh, bit yeah. of traffic on the bases, and he breaks down. Yeah, Melvin. Melvin's um, going to have to. He's going to. He's going to get an education with Hater, especially as of late. Uh, did he not pitch? Sam, you could check this out. Uh, we haven't really talked about the Josh Hader update, but Ryan, you're right. He, I think he threw th- close to 40 pitches last night. 37. Walking guys, pitches. hit yeah, hit batter. Did he not pitch uh, again on Monday? And didn't he throw like 20 pitches then? He did. He gave up one hit. Um, but last night, 37 pitches. I think he had five base runners. They had to yank him with two outs because they didn't. Ne- never made it out of the inning. Minute. Yeah. So I mean. That's one. That's one appearance, but overall, it's the same thing we saw before the All Star break. He's starting to look tired. He's starting to look like if there's a little bit of something that goes wrong, it starts to creep in a little bit of doubt. Next thing you know, he's walking people, and his pitch count has gotten so high that now he can't even play the next game of the series because he's pretty much thrown it out. So, you know, they might eventually figure out a way to make it work for him, but I don't see him against the powerhouses like the Dodgers and Mets closing people out. I just don't see it. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. Good. Good stuff. Thank you, Ryan. I. Uh, I know it sounds crazy, but at least we have to consider the the fact. We do have to consider, as we move forward here in the post hater era. We have we have to consider, by measurement of this organization. If that played a part, if that played a part, the shelf life of a guy like Josh Hader. I'm not wishing ill will on Josh Hader until he faces the Brewers. But I wonder if if this organization, at least to consider the conversation, that through however they measure this, whether it's uh, spin rate and velocity and innings and the amount of pitches to to the number of pitches he's thrown in his career, to his age, all of these things, arm slot, consistency, however they gauge this moving forward, maybe the, the, the returns on that weren't that good, and which, which made it easier for them internally. We don't know all this information. It made it internally maybe a little bit easier of a situation because the prognosis or the forecast or the projection of a guy that has this many pitches, this many years, this many innings, an injury history, maybe, I mean, many years ago. I don't know. It's just something to consider. That's all. And, I, you know, that seems like a, a feeble defense of the trade. And, you know, I'm not defending the trade. Overall, I think they should have gotten more. But we have to at least consider that a, a option, that that's what they thought internally. They're not going to say anything like that. Uh, they, they won't. All right, we'll take a break here. If you want to continue our conversation, talking Brewers this Wednesday afternoon after a walk-off 10-inning victory, Brewers looked all but done. Down 3-2 in the eighth inning. Bases loaded for the Rays with one out off Boxberger, and Milner comes in with a couple of key strikeouts, and the Brewers then a scoreless inning by Trevor Gott in the ninth, and Rowdy Telez ties it with a solo shot that's in the past few days you get game-tying solo home runs uh, in the same homestand. Keston Hira, you get Rowdy Telez, and then Willie Adamas with the walk-out, walk-off, bottom of the 10th inning victory. 50 losses opposite 60 victories and a half game out of first. Brewers right in the ship. Some good, clean baseball the last couple of days. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show, 4-3 final. We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Postgame Show. What play got you the most excited from today's game? Did it get you up off the couch? It's time for the call of the game, presented by the 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5 O'Clock Steakhouse, Wisconsin's number one steakhouse by the Food Network. Visit them and make online reservations at 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Welcome back. Gene Wagner Plumbing Post Game Show. Brewers walk it off over the Rays to complete the two-game sweep. 4-3 final. Willie Adamas in our call of the game. We'll get to those because it's more than just one. We, we've got to get to a, a couple of those in just a second here. But let's get more reaction here after a, uh, uh, dare I say it, I always get uh, accused of overdoing it when I say a big win or the biggest win of the year. This had that feeling to me. It really did. Now, whether it's got some gravitational pull into a tough stretch against the St. Louis Cardinals and L.A. Dodgers, or I should say a challenging stretch, uh, remains to be seen. We'll we'll find out. 414-677-1250. Roger in Cudahy. Roger, you're on the fan. Uh, Hey, uh, Tim. Oh, what a terribly satisfying game (laughs) that was. You know, um, I guess one thing I came away with, I, I guess I've always considered good defense as a way not to lose a game. But today it showed me that it actually is a way to win one. Um, for And FYI, for those that may apply to, you know, the, the Dunn Club, mm-hmm. it doesn't really issue any membership cards. In fact, it's, I consider it more a state of mind and temporary at that. So just for anyone I may apply to out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and, and and you know the thing is we we don't uh check your uh, credit score either when you when you apply for the dunn club card <laughs> all right roger thank thanks for the call yeah yeah appreciate it uh 414-677-1250 well stated you know prevents you from losing but actually helps you to win a game and I think the defense shouldn't be understated from yesterday's game as well. Now, there was some trouble in River City until uh, Renfro to Adamas to Urias nails a runner at third base. That would have been one in and one out with a runner there at third base in a tight ball game. See, it's those plays. To me, that I get a kick out of baseball with those plays. Nobody really points to that, and it's never our you know 5 o'clock steakhouse call of the game just to, you know, you, you throw a runner out at third, and it's it's sort of mid to late game, and but it is huge, and and the defense today certainly in the ninth inning uh, was was big time. Uh, I'm sorry, tenth inning was big time, uh, and uh, we'll we'll get to those highlights in just a second. Four one four six seven seven twelve fifty to get some more reaction. And again, does this does this make it all feel better about uh, a, a down cycle? Um, you know, I, if, if it's going to, then this is a good way to start. I will say that. Oh, I hear that. Turn that up. I know what this oh, yeah. What do you say? Turn that up. You're right. Them boys, baby. Them boys. Hey, Tim, how you doing, buddy? Well, I'm, I'm okay. I'm hanging in there. You you catch that little ditty I dropped for you the other day. <laughs> I what? Did you catch that little ditty I dropped for you the other day? <laughs> yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> ah, hey. We play up to the competition or play down. Why is that? It seems Can you like tell me it, what it is? I I don't know. I, I think it's more of a almost an intensity level that just it shows that that there is a tremendous amount of talent on this baseball team but then when you go through a stretch of Pittsburgh and Cincy and you're like wait a second are they really that good 
<laughs> Real, right? And then, and then you see something like this, which, hey, Tampa's a good baseball team. And, and we're going to see, you know, they held their own against the Atlanta Braves earlier this year. They're holding their own against a, a team like the St. Louis Cardinals. They're holding their own against that Mets series. They should have won that series. I mean, so I, don't, I can't figure that out. I don't think Craig Council can either. Well, you know what? The, the last two games proves why Craig Council is the most winningest baseball coach in Brewers history. <laughs> he makes moves and leads me to believe that this is our guy and he has been our guy and he will be our guy if we will make it to the promised land. Yep. It has to be right? Can't be nobody think, else. I'm not going to back down. I think Craig Council wins the World Series with this Milwaukee Brewers baseball team at some point. I don't know when, but I I just feel he will. It has to be him. So I think this year we coming through like a wrecking ball crew. <laughs> so hold on. So is it is it what are you you booling today or is it booling? What what's the other term you you, you taught me? Gucci or Bucci? Bucci? You remember you Bucci? <laughs> okay. All right. He has intro music. He has outro music. Sam, that's Court. He's been with us since well seventeen years ago. Is when he started with us. Please, baby. We them boys making noise. Them boys, Court. <laughs> In the 2020 season. We are good now. 2022 championship season. All right. Yeah, the highs and lows of a season, man. It's just there's elation and there's a dejection, too. It's all part of the fun. Really, it's calls of the game with 5 O'Clock Steakhouse. 5O'ClockSteakhouse.com for all the details. Make your reservations there. You want a night out? A little bit more on the really good night out, 5oClockSteakhouse.com. Also, uh, their home grill kits are there. If you want to take something to go, grab the kit, the cooking instructions, seasoning, and sauces, all in the same grill kit, and uh, they'll walk you through an amazing steak. Trust me, I've done it. All right, uh, so you get late game, and you're down uh, by one in the eighth inning, and Boxberger into a little bit of a mess there. He gives up a, a one-out walk, then a base hit uh, to put runners at the corners, and the game's sort of on the line there. Council says, nope, you can go stay in there. You're my man. You're my boy. You're Boxberger. He gives up another walk, and the base is loaded, and Council is just, you know, <sighs> nope, I got to make the move. Goes out there, base is juiced, one out, down one in the eighth inning. And uh, goes to Hobie Milner. Strikeout. Give him a chance to get out of the inning. Strikeout. Gets out of the inning. Fast forward to the ninth inning. Trevor got. Kind of getting a little bit of a groove going again. I mean, you got to remember what, what he did for this team earlier this season was really good. And that's good to see Trevor got starting to get a little more consistency. A scoreless ninth inning. Down one. Heading into the bottom of the ninth inning. Then you have Rowdy Telez to lead off the ninth, and against a lefty, are you kidding me? One swing, we're tied. Telez center field. Back, track, tie game! Number 23 for the big fella. Pitch to Walls, grounded to first to Les, thinking about third. They got a play, and they got him. What a throw from Rowdy to Les. And never did hesitate. Boy, great play by Rowdy to Les. That could very well be a game saver. Adamas grab ball, left field. They're going to send Taylor. Here comes Quinn to the plate. Taylor is safe. Willie Adamas walks it off against the Rays. It took all of two pitches for Willie Adamas to get it done against his former club. Yeah, and there they were. You get three for one on that deal right there. Calls of the game on Bally Sports Wisconsin, uh, of course, with 5 o'clock Steakhouse. The middle highlight there was interesting. 
in that it was the uh, top of the 10th inning with Devin Williams on the mound. And, and, you know, you get the automatic runner at second base. You get the ground ball to Rowdy. And as uh, Schroeder pointed out, you didn't hesitate. You just hosed the guy at, at third. I think it was Mejia at third base. Uh, you, you gun him down, and that was huge. I mean, the lead runner right there in scoring position, you, you know the deal. You get it. The guy's at second base with nobody out. If he gets the third with one out, it's, you're still in danger land of giving up the lead here these days with the extra inning rules. That was a huge play. Then Victor Caratini shortly after throws out the initial batter that grounded to Telez trying to steal second base. A huge play in this game. Keeps him out of scoring position. Strikeout. Ends the 10th. Bottom of the 10th. And you heard the highlight there. Willie Adamas ultimately with the walk-off base hit. Automatic runner Tyrone Taylor at second base. They decide, and, and this is true to form with, I think, the style of extra innings these days, is to just, just walk the man. Regardless of matchups, I think, it's, I think it's important to walk him, to put a force on any bag, and just go from there. I mean, because especially on the road, if you're the Rays, just put him on. That, that run means nothing. And plus, it is Christian Yelich for what it's worth. But Willie Adamas comes through, and the Brewers get the uh, walk-off 4-3 victory. Uh, we'll get to Craig Council in just a second here, but let's get Trav in here. Trav, uh, you're on the fan at 414-677-1250. Uh, thanks for taking my call. You know, you know, the hater thing, you know, I think everybody's disappointed, but... Uh, you weren't going to be uh, able to keep him. And so w- was it the right time? Who knows? But, uh, you know, if they would have lost this series. But, Tim, I- I'm looking at this, you know, this is uh, from tomorrow to the 24th is 13 games. Mm-hmm. I think we can go 8-5. and five. Do you think that's respectable because we're playing St. Louis, the Dodgers, twice? And, uh... I, I, you know, and September looks good, minus the Yankees and Mets, but they might rest their players, and hopefully the Brewers don't. Yeah, that's a great question, Trav. Thank, thanks for the call. I didn't look at it that way. I haven't, uh, you know, counted off the squares on the calendar here. But if that's accurate, and I have no reason to believe it's not, 13 games until the next off day, starting Friday. And... Would eight and five be be okay in there? Considering that seven of those games is it seven, Sam? You may want to pop up the schedule there. Is it seven Dodgers and Cardinals, and then there's six against yeah six against the Cubs. Yep, it goes yeah. three game series against the Cardinals, four games against the Dodgers at home, three games against the Cubs on the weekend, uh, three in L.A. off day. And Ooh, then... so okay, so oh boy, uh, ten of those thirteen against the Dodgers and Cardinals. I would say eight and five puts this team at 13 games over 500, one off their high water mark through that stretch and into that off day on the 25th. I think I'm good with that. I am too. Yeah, I, I think I'm good with that. You got to remember the Dodgers are 43 games over 500. I mean, think about that. <laughs> they made the Padres look like nobodies. Exactly. So I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I'm not fearing that as as a Brewer fan. Uh, last thing before the break, and we'll get to Craig Council. In listening to highlights, in listening to both uh, the the uh, the uh, broadcasts, both radio and TV, in terms of listening to the crowd, depending on you know what you're reading, what you're listening to whether it's a podcast or a radio show or the newspaper or online or social media, whatever it might be, there are still tons of Brewers fans that are excited about this season. You can't make that stuff up with crowd noise. You don't make that stuff up. You you don't pipe it in like the old NFL teams used to do. That's true, real excitement. I'm pretty... I'm, I'm digging that, man. I, I am. That's kind of cool. It's not all gloom and doom here. And is that the positive side or spin? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a good baseball team. They're 10 games over. 
You play good baseball like you did last night and today, you're going to win most of your games. Just that simple. Craig Council is going to talk about that next. Gene Wagner, Plumbing Post Game Show. Ten innings, 4-3. Brewers walk off and get the win. We'll be right back, 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Let's get the scoop from the skipper on today's game on 1250 AM, The Fan. 52 games remain here in the 22 championship season, and a lot is going to ride on these players. It's got to come from, uh, you know, in, internal production, and it needs to step up a little bit. That's for sure. However, it also needs to come from Craig Council and, and Pat Murphy. As these guys have to, uh, uh, you know, instill the the understanding of the gravity of this situation right now, and in looking at that schedule, yeah, these wins are huge. We're at that point now where you know it's not Tim Allen on the fan saying in on April twenty third, man, this is the biggest game of the year. I think we're we're all moving to the middle to understand that all all of these games now are big down the stretch. If just go with me on this, if it's win the division or out of the playoffs, you don't think these games are huge? I think we're all starting to group in that middle there and some common ground to understand that these games are big. We will see, uh, I think, a little different management style of Craig Council, especially in that uh, late innings, and, and we saw a taste of a little bit of a taster of that today. And that was Yank and Boxberger. I think if this were April or May, Boxberger would have been given one more hitter to work his way out of that thing. And it would have been, hey, he's one pitch from getting out of that jam. He's one ground ball from getting out of that jam. So we're going to see, and I'm not saying he's going to do that uh, Friday night and the next night and the next night, but we will see it a little more often than normal. Uh, Bottom line here is, is that, that's the most impressive thing here when you're trying to bounce yourself off the mat after some real negative uh, play, for sure, uh, negative sentiment about the hater deal. Uh, just win some ball games and, and get this thing back on the rails, number one. But number two, the way they did it here with a couple of games. It's just two. I get it. It's just two. Let's see if this continues. And there are some of these good, clean games of baseball, good brand of baseball that you will play, that you will lose at the same time because the other guys do the same thing. So that's what I'm looking for, and that's the encouraging part. Uh, Craig Council got to be pretty pleased with at least that, if not more, as the Brewers walk off the race to sweep the two-game set, and here's Counts after the game. Well, yeah, I mean, we we did play really good defense for sure, and we made big plays. Um and it, you know that helps. They were there. They put the ball in play. They're they're good at it. They, they're aggressive and um, gave us an opportunity to make some plays. And um, we made some big plays. The tenth was, you know, a series of big plays. Uh, Rowdy, great throw. Victor, heck of a throw to throw the guy out. Um, and uh, obviously, those are those are huge plays to get us to that next inning without a run on the board. Rowdy just has a split second, and first basemen don't often make that. I know they work on that a lot. Um, is that a tough split second decision? Do you think? Or? Well, I think if you're in, it's it's an option. You know, I mean, I think you know we're he's expecting bunt really and, and preparing for bunt, but uh, with change up, you know that that's a possibility. And he's trying to if he's swinging, he's trying to you know pull a ball and get him over. So um, yeah, it's it just you know it, it's he he was in far enough where I think it, it made sense. You talked about every game, every day being a reboot. Just how big was it to get this series the way it did, heading into St. Louis to get some momentum going into that series? Well, I mean, I just—it's good to play good baseball, and I thought we played good baseball. You know, we we came back today, and um, you know, they're they're. They threw some good arms today. It was it was tough going. I mean, it was this, we got two runs off Springs in the first, which is fortunate because he he got it going and he, he's a good pitcher. Um, and then their their bullpen arms today. They threw their you know their big bullpen arms, and that's a, that's a very good bullpen. Um, so you know we didn't get much going, and Rowdy had a huge hit um, to to tie us up and and, and get us. Uh, and then we had a huge inning by Hobie Milner who. Um, 
came in and gave us a chance, really. It was fun. It's probably nice to get back to playing good baseball like you were right out of the break, especially heading into this series. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, you play good baseball, you, you expect to win some games, and that's what happened this series. Um, so it's, it's on to the next one. You mentioned Hobie. You know, that's a really tough spot, and he's, you know, he gets a lot, fair amount of contact, but to get two strikeouts there is huge. Yeah, I mean, I think you're... You know, you're you're thinking possible ground ball, and you're just going left on left match up there to, to try to um, you know just to, to make that make it a little tougher on Lau. But um, you know, strikeouts huge, and then he made some great pitches to a dangerous hitter for sure, and, and getting another one. Willie had kind of a tough day offensively until the end. Did you do you have a sense that that's the spot? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, it's just, it's all just, it's a gut feel a little bit, but I think it's one of those things where you walk with, you know, you kind of go into the inning thinking that they're probably going to walk Christian. And I always thought, think that does something for the hitter a little bit. It, it, it um, means they want to face you. And I just think that gives you a little bit of extra. Um, but it's, you know, you keep, you get a shot. It's, you're having a tough day, but you got a shot to win the game. It becomes a brand new at bat and a brand new game. Was Rogers available today if needed? Or yeah, he was, he was up. Yeah. Yeah. Craig, what do you think of Woodruff and his efficiency today? They were aggressive. Uh, you know, several first pitch swings. Um, and, uh, you know, Woody took advantage of that by, by throwing quality strikes early in the count. So, um, you know, we, we haven't, I don't know that we've seen a game like that this year from a team that was so aggressive against any of our starters, really. Um, but Woody made enough quality pitches early in the count that, that he got some quick outs. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. Time to head into the clubhouse and hear from the pros. A split second to make that decision about going to third. Do you, is that a decision that's almost made before the pitch is thrown? Uh, exactly. I mean, I figured if he hit me that ball, if he bunted, it was going to be a pick it up, throw it to first. And if he hit it to me, um, you know, I was going to be a, a choice was to go to third. And I just looked up, and he was a ways away. Um, he is actually runs pretty well for a catcher, so I uh, knew how to make a good throw, and I was able to do that. You know, good for Weicho to cover, and, um, you know, we had a good game all around, I think, defensively. Uh, bats lacked a little bit, but, um, you know, we like to have a little fun at the end. Was the expectation that he would bunt there? He didn't feel in, um, You know, it's all just anticipation. Um, Walls is a guy that's pretty good with the bat, with making contact. Um, I know he wanted to snap, kind of snap one over there, uh, but um, you know, just so happened he hit it very hard, and it gave me a good hop to to pick and good footwork to throw it over to third. Had you seen Poche before in any circumstance? Do you have any idea what might be coming? You know, I, put, I played against him a couple times. Um, I don't think I've ever got a hit. I think I struck out every single time. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I checked swung on that breaking ball, and I. Really in that 3-2 count, really just wanted to see something up in the zone and actually just try and hit a, hit a ball the other way, hit a line drive, just get on base, start off the inning. But, um, you know, I was able to put a good swing on and the ball carried out. You know, it was one of those things where kind of just everything aligned. And um, But, you know, prepare for those situations just to put good swings on the ball. You didn't really have anything going on this home run. You guys have a pretty good race, you know, a pretty good back and forth going. No, just trying to win the game. <laughs> I mean... Um, I think I'm one up now, but I definitely have more RBI, so I drive in more runs. Touche. It's the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. Time to turn the page and take a look at the crew's next game. Yeah, good, bad, or indifferent, you do have to turn the page, and the beat goes on, as they say. However, before that happens, an off day tomorrow for the crew, and then they're into St. Louis for a big three-game set. Wow. 7-15, first pitch. After the last pitch, you make the switch. We'll be here for you, talking Brewers baseball. Gene Wagner Plumbing postgame show, and hopefully celebrating another big victory for the crew. Sam, the matchup says uh, determined. Uh, at least at this point for game one. All right, Tim, for game one against the Cardinals on Friday, we got a pair of southpaws going at it. Jordan Montgomery, the newly acquired St. Louis Cardinal from the New York Yankees, will be starting in game one. Uh, Montgomery this year, 4-3, and three, 353 ERA. A very interesting start his first time with the Cardinals against the Yankees, his former team. He ended up going five innings, only gave up two hits, no runs, only drew a walk, and struck out only one wow. batter. 
Yeah. So dominant outing for Jordan Montgomery. He goes up against Eric Lauer for the Milwaukee Brewers, eight and three, three fifty nine ERA. His last outing against the Saint or the Cincinnati Reds, seven innings, six hits, one earned run, three walks, and four strikeouts for Eric Lauer, who got yeah, the win. So similar similar numbers for these two uh, left-handers, and and again the Brewers do get a win uh, off a left-handed starter here. I believe they're right around, I think, one game under is going to be my guess against lefties. So we'll uh, do some uh, inventory on that and talk about it on uh, Friday night. But uh, that's going to do it for us. Don't go anywhere. Uh, You can still have some conversations with Scott Grodsky and Sam Schmitz. The uh, fans' afternoon show, it uh, continues uh, without uh, without a break here, right, Sam? We're not going to no, break. We're... No, we got to hit a break here, and then we'll come oh, we back. Do. We'll hear from Brandon Woodruff. We'll hear from Willie Adamas, and kind of recap this game and look look ahead to the St. Louis series as well with Scott and I. All right, sounds good. You guys uh, have a great night and a great off day, and I'll see you guys again on Friday night after the last pitch as you make the switch. For Sam Schmitz, my name is Tim Allen. Uh, stick around. More conversation regarding Brewers baseball. And smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.